Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. I feel like that's kind of my go-to for what I'm always saying, right? It's just... And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt. Here with my uh, partner in crime, uh, co-host, Ben Gabriel. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you, thank you. We're repping our boys today. Because, you know, it's kind of like that time of the year, you know? NFL draft, NBA playoffs. Still got like five more months left for football. Uh, Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm looking on the bright side when talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be here before you know. Right after June ends and then there's just nothing for three months. It's the worst time of the year. I mean, hey, you were just talking about it off the record. <laughs> Your race. <laughs> Ten and oh, we can always talk about them. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's for another time and another day. But we got to get to the main topic of discussion. And of course, of course, it starts today. We'll be a couple days into it when it started. But that's the NBA play in the beginning of the NBA playoffs. And it's finally here. NBA playoffs. It's time to find out to see who my boys play this weekend on Saturday. <laughs> Boston Celtics two seed playing the winner of the 7A playing game. And I think it's going to be a hell of a battle. I think it's going to be a closer battle than people think. Seven seed Heat going up against the eight seed Hawks who have been basically as even as in the middle ground as you can be as the Atlanta Hawks have been as they have a perfect even 41 and 41 record to end the season with more to go into that, but I won't discuss. 7-8 playing game, first thoughts. What are you thinking going into this game? Any worries for either team? And what do you want to see? I mean, most importantly, what you thinking, Ben? Well, I was looking at some stuff, and they've played four times this season, and Bam Adebayo averages 25 and 10, and Jimmy Butler averages 25 and like 8. It's pretty I just, dominant. I don't think that's good for the Hawks. Have you seen uh, any uh, Trey Young stats for those matchups? I haven't. I did not look the uh, okay. the other way, but because that'd be pretty interesting. But so, what was the season series for those guys? <sighs> I can actually pull didn't even look at the record. I was just looking at stats, and that's just dominant play from Bam Adebayo. Was and it just Jimmy. them two? Was it just and Jimmy? Was it just those two that you saw? Tyler or? Hero averaged like sixteen. Some other guy averaged sixteen. Couple guys averages fourteen. Yeah, you know how it is. So in their regular season series, it was a three-one advantage to the Heat. So that is something that was not even for the Hawks this season. Yeah, coming at a perfect time, of course. But just looking deeper into these games, I mean, the Heat won a tight one on the road early in the season, and I mean, Cody Martin played majority of the minutes. Didn't seem like a lot of guys on the Heat were playing, and yet the Heat still won that game. And then the Hawks, they won game two in that series. It seems like they, uh, it seems like it ended in regulation. And that was a big Jimmy Butler bam game. Jimmy Butler at 34. But we know how Jimmy Butler's been this season. I mean, averaging 23, 6, and 5. I mean, that's great numbers, but it's not superstar, one of the best in the league numbers. No. And we all know, know that. But at the same time, all of us that watch basketball, we know that once it comes to playoff time, playing included, like Jimmy Butler year in and year out, hits another level. And I think that's the scary part for the Hawks. But at the same time, I know the Hawks struggled last year, but Trey Young has known to be a villain in the playoffs, especially in Madison Square Garden. And I know this is different, but they're on the road again. Yeah, I feel like Trey Young could And I think that's something to think about. The Hawks have a good team. They have a team that's capable of winning games. I understand they've been off and on this season, been staying middle of the pack. I love their team. But their starting lineup is legit. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how I thought they had a disappointing season in their yeah, eight seed and for sure. playing. After getting DeJounte Murray, yeah, I one mean, of the people thought was one of the biggest offseason acquisitions. I thought they were going to be a five or a six seed, you know? Yeah, like I'm with that. Now that the season's over and you look at it head to toe, Milwaukee being the one, Boston being the two, Philadelphia with the team they have being the three, Cavs got Donovan Mitchell. We knew something good was going to happen with that. And they just happen to be ahead of, you know, teams like the Knicks, the Heat. I think the Heat have also been a team that's been a letdown this season. And that's why I feel like, you know, both of these teams are going to be getting after it to try and guarantee the play-in. But 
I feel uh, like these teams are. First I round. feel like these teams are a little more similar than people think. Yeah, I mean, um, the Hawks have been somewhere in the playoffs before. No, it wasn't like a dominant one shot away from making the finals, like the Heat were last year. And I mean, they've been in the finals a couple years ago. But I feel like these teams are a little more similar than they think, and I think uh, Villain Trey Young may come out tonight. Along with some yeah, of the rest you told of the me earlier you're putting money on them. So I think I mean I haven't done it yet, but it's something I'm severely thinking about because. <laughs> When I think about for my Celtics getting their matchup, who we want to play, obviously I think 90% of fans would say we'd rather see the Hawks. But that's just because we know what Jimmy Butler's capable of, and I think they have the better top players. Because I think Bam Adebayo, he's no joke. He's a guy that can get it done on both ends. And then, I mean, I'm afraid I, their shooting has not been that great this season, honestly, when you look at the numbers. Um, let me pull it up to guarantee but, I mean, the Heat are 30th in the league in points scored this season, 27th in the league in three-point percentage. I mean, that is something that really surprises me when I look at that. But I know in the back of my mind they still got shooters like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. Jimmy um, when he's hot. <laughs> Jimmy Butler in the mid-range is filthy. But when yeah. he's hot, he's probably hitting three threes. But They got guys. They got guys. Yeah. But there's just something about this team, too, 27th in total rebounding. The one thing that gives me kind of promise is that they're, they don't turn the ball over that much. I mean, yeah. but it's still a normal amount, ninth in the league, 13 a game. Sounds um, like their offense just doesn't have a lot of rhythm. Yeah, you know? like, and I mean, we were also talking about it off the record right before the show started. I mean, the Heat are second in the league in slowest pace as a team. Yeah. And with the first being the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it seems like when they struggle to shoot the ball, they can't win games. So I think that's what it comes down to. And, I mean, Trey Young hasn't been as well as he normally is from three this season, but it's one game. So I think I'm taking the Hawks in this game. I think they might surprise some people. Yeah, I'm taking the Heat. Yeah? Yeah, I think their players it's are. It's probably the smart pick. I think their superstars are just better. Yeah. Like I, don't, I know we were talking about how Jimmy Butler's not – didn't have a superstar year, but he's still a top 15, 20 player in the league. Yeah. I think he's going to be the best player on the court tomorrow night. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Well, I guess when this podcast yesterday. comes out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I think there's three players on the floor that can be the best player on the court on Tuesday night when that game happens. And it's Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, and – Bam out of bio, in my opinion. Honestly, I could put four in there, and it's Tyler Hero. I think he's got a good game like that. Yeah, he could break um, out for 30 on you any night. And, you know, Atlanta's – they got to be hitting shots because their defense isn't top of the top. I mean, it's not terrible. They can rebound the ball. Trey Young's just – But they depend strictly on whether they're scoring. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young's probably the big, one of the, the biggest line. defensive liabilities in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's going to be interesting who, uh, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, you got to expect he matches up against Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Gets the call. He should. He's a great defender. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the Bam out of bio situation, I mean, that's just He's that's Clint Capella and Onyeko Kongwu. I mean, we'll see how they do. Um, look out for Onyeko Kongwu. I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> um, I'm serious. I'm just saying. <laughs> a sleeper guy, because if they win the game, someone's going to have to slow down Bam, in my opinion. He could show out and have like a gritty 20 and 10, but watching the game, we'll be able to see how the game dictates. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be more competitive than uh, the Timberwolves Lakers 7 8 playing matchup on the Western Conference other side, uh, West Coast game. So it's going to be a night game on Tuesday night. You guys will know the outcome when this comes out, but spreads eight and a half, Ben. Have you seen that? Yeah, I mean, it started at five and a half, and now it's they're. Second or third bump. best player got suspended for the game. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, their team best chemistry defender, issues. I'd say. I'd say one of their best defenders, but I feel like that shows like team chemistry issues and all that. But it's up to Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, in my opinion. And yeah. I think Anthony Edwards might show show up tonight. Him I and hope Towns. He does. I hope he does. I think the, I think he's gonna. You think it's gonna be closer? I don't than eight, think eight it's, and a half. I think it's gonna be closer than eight and a half. I think Anthony Edwards is gonna give the Lakers a run for their money. Like 40 ball? What are you thinking? They were talking about that on ESPN today, and I was, or I saw that somewhere. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was Max Kellerman. Oh. It was a, a Matt, like Max Facts or something, you know? 
And he said Anthony Edwards will have a 40 ball and lose to the Lakers. That's very probable. I kind of like that. I don't know if he's going to have 40 tonight because that's a lot. But the reason why I like that is because no Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And I say it a lot. He's, I think he's a big liability to their offense. He's a sixth defender. Yeah. He really is. He He really is. is. (laughs) And I, it just doesn't seem to work for an offense like that. Like, you know, I'm always bouncing it off my team, but a team like, you know, the Celtics with Robert Williams, when he's in the game, he obviously can't shoot threes, but he's in the short he, corner. He's in the short corner. He plays like elbow. he's oh, he's always yeah. getting other guys involved by setting them screens, passing them the rock. Yeah, um, he's. I feel like he does a little bit more than just sits there and posts up. Yeah, because you're um, not even pick running, and roll. You're not even running a pick and roll with Rudy Gobert because you yeah. don't have confidence he's going to finish at the rim. Yeah. So I don't know, but Anthony Edwards has talked about it a lot how he hates how he clogs up the paint. That was that was a big, I feel like news talk in sports media when the season was first starting. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him and Carl Anthony Towns have a big dual matchup with AD and LeBron and even uh, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, with all that being said, I still think I'm taking the Lakers. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they just have better players. At the end of the day, they still have LeBron. They still have AD. They still have D'Lo. Austin Reeves is playing great basketball. Yeah. I mean, they just have guys right now. They do. They do. You think they uh, pay Austin Reeves this offseason? He might walk. I don't. <laughs> it's just how much can you pay him when when you have LeBron and AD? When you have other guys or other teams out on the market, D'Lo, yeah, like you just have other that guys. are willing to give this guy twenty million, might maybe. Yeah, like that's. I don't know. Some people may like that honestly because he is a good player. Yeah, but twenty million is just a lot to me. For a guy like that, I want to see the Cavs sign somebody this off season. Like they a, need a small forward. Exactly, that's exactly right. They I need a small say. forward, and you're good. You need one. A small backup forward. guard, low key. Ricky Rubio's getting old. Yeah, he is. I lo- he shows out sometimes. He does. He does. You know, I get it. Their backcourt is one of the best in the league, but you still need guys to come in and help could, keep yeah. the team playing well when they're not Which in the game. The Lakers have done a good job of like Dennis Schroeder and you know just Yeah. Well, he's kind of been working out for them because he's a score first guy coming off the bench. Yeah. So normally he's not playing with LeBron or AD the entire time yeah. and he's able to play his type of game when he's in. He's a great finisher at the rim. He is. I mean, he yeah. Is. Every time he gets to the rim and he's kind of open, he makes it. He kind of <laughs> reminds me of like the scoring ability of Malcolm Brogdon a little bit. And I know it, obviously, I, I'm always going to relate back to the seas <laughs> as you're giggling. But, like, I've seen it. Like, Dennis Schroeder was on the squad a year or two ago, and I kind of hated him because that's all he ever did. Brogdon, when he gets in attack mode and is looking to score, he gets to the rim like Dennis Schroeder. Like, he puts his head down, and he doesn't Dennis try and Schroeder's go around guys. He goes through guys. And I feel like Dennis Schroeder does it more with his quickness, yeah. but Brogdon does it more with his body. But they both... They go straight to the rim, you know, and they are both fantastic finishers, in my opinion. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's good for the Lakers. Yeah. Great comparison, Lance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, always got comparisons when it comes to my boys, which I mean, I feel like I could talk about the Celtics all day with, you know, what's the future like with Malcolm Brogdon and, you know, some other guys, Grant Williams, Payne Pritchard. But so we're both taking the Lakers. We're going uh, separate directions in the 8-9 matchup. But how about the 9-10 matchup in the Eastern Conference, that play-in game? Um, the winner isn't even guaranteed a spot. they got to win another game. Who are you taking? Spread with that game is 5.5 as well. 9-seed Raptors, 10-seed Bulls. Which That's think? a tough game. You know, really you know what that means? That means DeMar DeRozan against a former team. Yeah. That's what I see. He might have 30. Because maybe that doesn't mean anything, but... In my personal opinion, the Bulls have been a complete one of the biggest letdowns uh, this season out of any team. I mean, yeah, they've just I, I think they've been struggling with injury for two years now. Yeah. I mean, they just can't. They can't I, catch a break, to be honest. It's it's the Mavericks, then it's the Mavericks. who was I just talking about. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, what why do why do they deserve to be talked about? <laughs> <laughs> Mavericks are completely I feel like we've talked about the Mavericks a lot on our show and Well, for those of you that do not know, uh, the Mavericks at uh, the trade deadline made a deal for Kyrie Irving. And as I'm saying this, I'm not pointing fingers at Kyrie Irving, saying this is his fault. But they went from a top five seed in the Western Conference to dropping 
out of the playoff spot, out of the play-in, and sitting their guys last two games of the regular season with a chance to still make the play-in and have been eliminated. Their season is over. You will see them in Cabo soon. And they're under um, investigation now. They're under investigation by the NBA. Because Victor. No. Yes, that is why. They want to get. They want that 1% chance of getting Victor. Dude, it's worth it. It's. I think <laughs> it's like a 2.4. You really think? Dude, he's going to be God. I mean, even yeah, if they get. They're the not two, getting them. Even if, if they get them, then that'll be insane. If they but get, it's a lottery. What if they get the two pick and get Scoot? They don't need them. They don't need. They have two point guards. That would suck. Yeah. Well, they're not getting the one. <laughs> no, we're not. This isn't Cleveland <laughs> from 2012 or whatever, whenever that was. You remember that? Uh-uh. Cavs had a 0.9% chance to get the one pick, and they got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I want to say it was Andrew Wiggins, but I really don't know. Ooh, I think it was. Or was it Kyrie Irving? It could have been Kyrie Irving. Like, that happened when I was uh, younger, and it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Because it's like, I guess that's why you have a lottery. You never know. It could be rigged at any point, but. I get why they're under investigation. I really yeah. do. I understand. It made no sense. But you realized every other team in the NBA was doing it too, right? Like, no one played at anyone last two games of the regular season. <laughs> Except the Lakers. In 2013, they used their .9 chance to get Anthony Bennett. No. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's got to Oof. And then they used their 19th pick no. to get Sergey Karasev. Those were their two first-round picks in 2013. <laughs> Dude, if I'm a Cavs fan, I am beating myself up over that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then they had the first pick in 2014, too, and got Andrew Wiggins. So I actually don't know which one it was. but Well, you said it was... 2013, and they had the one pick, but I don't know if it was... And, but they had the one pick in 2014, too. I don't know which year it was that they had the lesser chance. The Andrew Wiggins ended up getting a little bit out of that. They got Kevin Love, helped them win the chip. Kyrie was drafted in 2011, 2010? 2011, first yeah. pick. Yeah. But, I mean, some of these picks are so bad. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but I want to go back to that 2013 draft and see who the – I know Anthony Bennett, when he got drafted, he was, like, kind of a stretch, too. Like, he was not a projected number one pick at all, you know, like – Dude, he went to Nevada. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Dion Anthony Bennett was going six. A more explosive Paul Millsap. That's what he was known as. Extremely powerful and explosive forward who can step outside and knock down jumpers or take defenders off the dribble. It's like a Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Kenneth Lofton. Ball. Last game of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. That's what he should have been. But, I mean, that was an interesting draft. Like, McCollum went 10. Steven Adams went 12. Dennis Schroeder went 17, who was big for the Hawks early in his career. Tim Hardaway Jr. late in the first. Rudy Gobert. I know we talk a lot of shit about him, but Rudy Gobert, good player. Late first. I mean, it's not insane, but, I mean, they busted for sure. Could have had Victor Oladipo. Really, the draft was ass. The top of the, those best players were bad. In 2020, Isaac Okoro was their first player. Or their fifth pick. That's not very good. Yeah, no. He's kind of a bot. Well, as much as we love talking about, you know, the downfall of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the downfall. They're they're up right now. And uh, we'll see how the playoffs go out for them. We'll get to them in a second. But let's uh, probably uh, let's reel in the fishing pole here a little bit and get back to the 9-10 games. Bulls-Raptors, DeMar reunited in Toronto. Who you got in that game? Taking the dogs or? No, I'm going to take the Raptors because they're at home. Toronto's a tough place to play. I'm with you there, but not because exactly of, you know, home court advantage, tough place to play. I just think the Bulls just don't have the chemistry, the mesh. It doesn't seem like they play well together. And it seems like they play way too inconsistently to beat a team like the Raptors, who has solid players and have experience. I think Pascal Siakam's going to be a problem. I think Gary Trent Jr. is very slept on, along with OG Ananobi. And, you know, Jakob Pertl's made a big impact for them since he's uh, made the trade. I know he's not a big player, and you're geeking about that too, but we're being serious right now. And I, th- <laughs> I think these guys are going to give the Bulls fits. I'm being serious. 
think Jacoperto is giving the Bulls a fit. Second half, second quarter. I think they're going to be so locked in on guys like Pascal and Fred that he's been playing decent. I wouldn't be surprised because he's not the main focal point when they study the Raptors. And he gets boards. Sorry, I'm switching the topic real quick, but you asked who got picked after Isaac Okora. Yeah. I'm going to like this. Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, where did he go? 12. Wow. Sadiq Bey, 19. All right. Tyrese Maxey, 21. Yeah, that was an interesting pick. Desmond Bain to the to your boys. Well, yeah, and then we traded him. 30. Yeah. Just some guys. I mean, I mean, that's not that crazy. There's definitely... Pokashevsky, Precious Achua. <laughs> Emmanuel Quickly. All the top guys went early, and that's kind of, I mean, scouts are getting better. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Melo. Draft wasn't too hot. No, it wasn't. Best, best player is, I mean, Peyton Pritchard was in that draft. How you better not say that? Because he's <laughs> on the same level as Isaac Okoro. <laughs> Had a triple-double the other night. Cool, so, <laughs> who did they play? They played the Hawks. Whatever, man. <laughs> Hawks rested a lot of their guys, but he got it done. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks had their D League team out there. B League. <laughs> D League, technically. Or G League, actually, if we're being real. Going to the what it's actually called. Yeah. So, I mean, since that, I mean, yeah, downfall of the Cavs. Other 9 10 playing game. We're taking the Raptors in that game. Seven ten. We're, I, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Hawks. You're taking the Heat. I'm taking the Heat. So you think the Raptors can beat you know loser of that game? I think they can beat the Hawks, but I don't think they can beat the Heat. I think it's just matchup purposes. Yeah, I agree with that. So if I'm you know one of those teams, I'm looking for the Hawks to lose that game, obviously. But you know, what actually happens, we don't know. Um, other other nine ten game. Winner go home for a team that wasn't really expecting to be there this season, especially after losing Chet Holmgren before the season even started in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, going up against New Orleans Pelicans, they were the number one seed in the Western Conference at one point. Um, lost after having Zion for probably 20 games. Uh, lost him, and they have fallen all the way down to the nine spot. And now they got a playing matchup winner go home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. SGA going up against Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Uh, who you like in that game? Spreads about the same like all the other games. Uh, five and a half. Towards? New Orleans. They're at home. I like the Thunder in that game, actually. Really? Yeah, I do. I like, uh, I mean, SGA was fourth in scoring title. Yeah, um, he was. He had a tremendous season. Yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> 30, uh, 31 and a half, five and a half, and five. Yeah. I mean, that's a good year. It's a great year. It's a great yeah. year. It's good here. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that their team hasn't been too hot, but I mean, second best player is Josh Giddy. Jalen Williams. Which one? Probably Josh Giddy. Yeah. I'd say. I mean, he, he Poke, just does it uh, all Poke for them. Mm. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's probably like their fifth best player. I personally think Lou Dort's better than him. And then Isaiah Joe, guy with the burner. You know him. Yeah. You know him. I yeah. know you know him. Yeah, he does have a burner. So, I mean, I honestly don't hate that take because the Pelicans have been, you know, it's all really, over the place. Yeah, they don't have a lot of chemistry. And obviously they've been losing all second half of the year. Yeah. But, you know, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are one of the best scorers in the in this game, in my opinion. No, I mean, that – I I don't know if you all remember, but the game uh, – we were watching it in your room, CJ McCollum against S Celtics, and he – Started off like seven for seven from three. Yeah. I remember that. Just, you could have a game like that any night. And if he does, they're probably going to win. But There's going to be one guy, or I'd say two guys, in these uh, playing games out of the four, I'd say, that just go absolutely berserk. And it's a it's a game that people won't forget. You think? I, I do. Hope. I think so. I hope that, they're entertaining. That happens in games like these. Yeah. It's like a game seven type, you know? Like, I get it. It's probably not to the extent of like a, you know, playoffs game seven, but these teams want to be there. Like I assume they do because, you know, they fought to get in. Like they're, it's going to be a great game and the top players are going to show out. Someone's going to show out. I know that. They have to. Someone's I mean, got to. Season's on the line. Exactly. 
It's going to be great. Yeah. Who's it going to come from? That's a big question. SGA. If I had to ask you one question, like who has the who has the best performance out of all of these games, who would you bet on? SGA. You think so? Yeah. Wow. That's it. I mean, I don't hate that. I think he's gonna have 35, 36 points. I don't think McCall. Out of all of the teams playing games? Yeah, I think he's gonna ball. You know, if I have to take one guy, I think I'm number one is A D. A D could have forty five tonight. He could. So could LeBron. <laughs> so could LeBron. Yeah, um, but who who on the Pelicans is guarding SGA? I just there's no one. CJ? Um, you know, I'd Jose Alvarado? Yeah. No. No. You SGA don't think? is bullying that little boy. Trey Murphy? He's a good defender. I don't care. I mean, I agree. No one One of the best scorers. So in SGA the is the type of guy to where you can't guard him. It's just about slowing him down. Possibly him having a rough night. Contest his shots well. He's not going to have a rough night. Okay. He's going to ball. I got a good feeling about it. I kind of want to ride on you with that Thunders pick. Yeah? So let's say the Thunder get it done, and they have to go up against what I'm probably saying the Timberwolves, personally, yeah. you think? I think they're um, winning that game, too. You think the Thunder win that game? Yeah. You know, I'm a Thunder guy. Yeah. No, I've been <laughs> right there with you. I've been right there with you. I think, you know, I've talked about it a lot in this season. Like, I like this their- team doesn't have a lot of flashy guys. but Yeah. I like their team because they have to play as a team or they don't win games. Yeah. Because none of them are good enough to do it individually. Outside of Shea Gilgis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but they even, have to. Even him, he plays a type of game to where, like, he's getting to the hole. Like, yeah. he shoots only three threes a game. Yeah. That's not that's none when you think about it. No, but he's getting in the paint, fading away. Yeah. He's making it he's from long, 10 feet athletic, every time. Like able to finish around the basket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it leads to a lot more driving kick opportunities. You know, that's kind of what I was getting at. People have um, to collapse on him when he's down low, yeah. especially with a guy like Jose Alvarado, who's 5'11", 6 feet. Yeah. Who he has four inches on, you know. it's. I'm going to – I'm going to – I mean, I'll probably regret it, whatever. But I'm going to I'm gonna ride with you in that, uh, in that playing matchup. I think if the Thunder don't get it done, it'd be against – because I think they can beat the Pelicans. Pelicans have been a big another big letdown team this season, obviously. I feel like they have a really good roster to be all the way down in the nine spot. But, you know, I think Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are a scary duo. And I think even if they don't get it done in the playing games this year, um, I think they have a great future in Minnesota if they find a way to keep that together. Anthony Edwards is a potential top 15 player in the league in the future. I agree. In a couple of years. I don't think it was a good move getting rid of D'Lo. I'd agree to disagree because, I mean, they could have known something we didn't know. Maybe, but who's their point guard right now? Who's starting it's Mike morning? Conley. And they said they wanted a guy that was kind of like just a facilitator. And Russell's a scorer, in my opinion. Like, he's a facilitator, but I think it's a little different when you're on Bron's team and AD. Like, they kind of they got the resume. Yeah. Like, he's going to play gonna his role and he'll play well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to be facilitating. You're going to be scoring when you're needed. Yeah, but I think D'Lo is the second best scorer on that team. Uh, Timberwolves? I'd, uh, I'd disagree with that. I think Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns is a slept-on he's scorer. A scorer. He's a great scorer. And yeah. he's one of the one of the best, if not the best, big man shooter in the league. Yeah, he, three. he is the best strap from three. So, I mean, he's a three-level threat guy that has a triple threat game, can beat you off the dribble. Yeah, um, It's something you don't see out of a lot of big men like that. He's seven feet. He's huge. Yeah, he, um, yeah he's massive. So I feel like... The Timberwolves, personally, they need to find a way to just build around those two guys. Getting Rudy Gobert was the biggest mistake they ever did. They could so I don't know how you get rid of him. A decent like PG that can pass the ball. I think they just need guys that can thrive in a role. Like you're a, you know, I love two way guys. Guys that a great defender and you can rebound the basketball and you can shoot the ball and you can dribble. Like if you can find guys that could do everything a little bit, not thrive to the max, but I don't know. It, they're, I feel like they're harder to find harder than I probably think about, but they got to find a way to build around those two guys. They're too good, in my opinion. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves knocked out either Pelicans or Thunder. But What if the Cavs drafted uh, Bryce Sensible late in the first? But he's another, like, smaller forward. And I feel he like you want to – He could play the small forward. I feel like – huh? He could play. The he three. can play small forward, but he's not like giving you any size help. Like I feel like a lot of problems with the Cavs is outside of their two guys, they don't have a lot of size. 
Yeah, but he's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's like 6'5", I thought. No. He might be 6'6". Six, six. But that's still like, in today's age, like that's a shooting guard. M- more often than not. He's too slow to play the two. That's his problem. He's going to have to play the three. He's going to yeah. have to figure out how to make it work. And that's something I'm also excited to get into talking about. We can NBA draft. I know we're going to, yeah. <laughs> I know that's a ways away, but. So, you know, with all that play-in, potential playoff matchup talks, I mean, I don't want to, you know, we get it. The playoffs are here, and we've talked about it a bit, who we think is going to go to the finals, who we think the teams to beat are, what the best matchups are. But kind of want to do some underdog story type talks. Um, you know, like I was talking about playing potential players who can have the best performance this week leading up to the playoffs. If you have to have a sleeper guy, like to lead his team to the playoffs, a guy that you wouldn't expect, who you taking? Austin Reeves. He's been shown out last couple of weeks. He's had a lot of starlight on him. If you can have a 20-point game in the playing games, they're going to win. Like, yeah, they will. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to carry his team to the playoffs, but what I mean is I like, you know, like someone's contributor. team's not playing well and someone that's unexpected steps up and somehow gets their team to the playoffs. Like I'm going to give you three guys and you're going to say who you think thinks most likely. So with this comes with like upsets. So it's going to be, you know, let me give you in a manual quickly. Mikael Bridges, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, Mikael Bridges, Manuel Quickly. And I know their skill differences are all a little different. I, s- I think I like Emmanuel Quickly. Really? And I, I really want to say Russ because I'm a big Russ fan. But Are you? I love Russ. Okay. I mean, I, Everybody hates on him, and it's just it's such bullshit. Well, because like his he, history like is one of the best. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, I know, I sure, he doesn't have a ton of rings or any rings, but does he have a ring? No. No, yeah, Russ does no rings, and people shit on him for it, but dude did what nobody else can do. <laughs> and that's average triple-double for three or four seasons? Four. Four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's bizarre. Yeah, but it's crazy. It's just because of the type of game he has now, now that he's out of his prime. He's not in his prime anymore. No, I agree. And, you know, he's been shooting the ball a lot better since he's been in the Clippers. So it honestly can be a mental thing. But when he's not shooting the ball well, with the type of game he has, with he's just all quickness, all blow-bys, blow-by dunks, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, teams just sag off him and just let him do it all day long, and they'll live and die by it because of his inability to shoot threes at times. And it affects his game, in my opinion. Yeah, but if he's hitting threes... He's hitting that, obviously not his prime type game, but that's why... But this that's is why who this he was is, when he was in his you prime. Gave, you gave me this guy. I'm telling you why I'm tempted to pick him, but I'm not Because Russell Westbrook's been balling lately. Yeah. He got into a new environment. I think he's has a little better role. And Paul George is out. They're going to need someone to step up. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got uh, Bones Highland, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously, he's not Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. But... He can score points. He's a he's a pure scorer. Yeah, like he's a pure scorer. If you yeah. want to talk about pure scores, and then <sighs> Russell Westbrook. I'm picking Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, you're saying Emmanuel. I'm picking Emmanuel. I want to pick Russell, but I'm picking yeah. Emmanuel because the Cavaliers' backup point guard is Ricky Rubio, and Emmanuel quickly is gonna. Well, if Emmanuel quickly dogging, he's gonna be in a good amount of the game. Yeah, but you know we'll see how. It depends how Jalen Brunson plays. We'll see how R.J. Barrett is. Maybe he's just that dominant in the type of minutes he's getting. I think that's really interesting because he's been balling out lately as well. Yeah. Um, Sixth man of the year candidate. I'm going to be interested to see if he gets it. Who are you picking? Like out of those guys? Yeah, yeah. I'd probably take Mikel Bridges. And I know it's a little uh, because I think he's one of the better players out of those three. I in agree. My opinion. I agree. Um, if not the best one. I just don't. Um, I think it's it'd be very difficult. I think his is the most unlikely beating yeah. Philadelphia in the first round. But with from what I've seen from their team, and that's with a bunch of guys like Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson. When they put Cam Thomas in the game, like he can score the ball. I don't know what Jacques Vaughn's problem with him is. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Clatt, like they have guys. Yeah. And if Philadelphia fails to play well outside of Joel Embiid, because um, these are interesting matchups. Brooklyn has a bunch of defenders on that team. Yeah. And Mikel Bridges is one of the best two ways in the league. Cam Johnson is a great two way, and they have guys all over the place. I feel like if the Nets were to get it done, obviously they'd all have to play well, but it'd come through Mikel Bridges. And Can you I imagine? Think, you know how crazy that would be? Can you imagine? And that's something I want to see. I would, I'm just saying, look it. out for him. That makes I don't. Me I'm not. See it. I'm not <laughs> quitting on. I think this team is solid. And it bizarre. It's bizarre to a lot of people because they just traded away Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But the pieces they got back, along with the draft picks, they, this team is good. Ever since he's been in Brooklyn, he's you know he averages twenty five. He stepped up. Yeah, he's like twenty six. Yeah, he's he's a great scorer. He's great on defense. Yeah, it's a team to look out for. And he doesn't miss games. That's what the Nets need. He's played eighty three games this season. He Granted, played every, he played every game this season, and no, he has he's his, never missed a game in yeah, his career. Yeah, his streak is like two hundred eighty something. NBA, college, who knows? He may have never missed a game in high school. We don't know. But granted, last game of the season the other day, he only played five seconds and fouled him. But it was to keep his streak alive. Yeah. I would have done it too. He could have played. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> They're just sitting There's up. no point, yeah. Exactly. They're getting ready for a potential upset playoff push. Villain time. I don't know. Let's say they even go out in four. I am guessing it's going to be a tough ass four. Yeah. You think each game's going to be close like that? I think they can be close. I mean, I if, could see Philly giving them. I could see Philly giving them domination a game for yeah. sure. Maybe even two, but I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn can steal a game or two, and maybe even. I don't know. I think the playoffs are going to be crazy this year. Do you? Yeah. I mean, the West is way more interesting than the, the East. The West is absolutely bizarre. I mean, if you have to take one underdog team, we got a six versus three playoff matchup with the six seed being the favorite for the first time. In Warriors? Yeah. yeah. I want to say for the first time in like 30, 40 years. I saw yeah. a stat that said 1981. I mean, they should be the favorites. Um, they I, should, I mean, they're the second biggest me, favorites in the Western Conference. I agree with you because I think the Warriors can go win another chip. <laughs> I think they're good enough. Yeah. His name's Steph Curry. Yeah. But I'm not going to get that deep. You know, at the same time, I think the playoffs are going to be bizarre this year to the point to where we might see some upsets. Like you were talking about beginning of the show, if you did bring it up, I can't remember. But it, you know, the, before off the record as well. But you know, Clippers beating the Suns, something like that happening. I mean, I'm not counting out Kawhi. He's another guy that has been balling as of late. He's been very, you know, it, subpar for Kawhi most of the season. But I feel like lately, last couple of months, he's been turning yeah. on the Jets. Originally, I thought your question was a player that would carry their team through the playoffs, and that was going to be my guy. All the yeah, all the way through the playoffs? I'd love that. He won the Raptors the playoffs. Let's make it a new one. Top three guys to carry their team through the playoffs this year. Who are the top three guys? And probably Kawhi. God, I don't want to name all of them from the West, but I want to say Steph Curry. Uh-huh. I want to say Kawhi. I want to say, like, A.D., even I mean, LeBron, like, like I like those three, but I'm gonna give you a different three, and right. it's because <laughs> three guys that I think are going to. First one's Giannis. Yeah, um, that's Valid. without a doubt. I don't care how that team plays. If they're not playing well, maybe series goes six or seven. But Giannis ain't losing. He's. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. If he doesn't make it to the finals, it's gonna be, you know, because of your boys. I don't even want to say because of my boys. It's because, like, he's going to go down, like, swinging. Yeah. Swinging. Like, he always does. Like, he always does. It's tough to take that guy out. That's why I don't think that Chris Middleton factor was as big as people think. Like, it's Gian- It's just it's Giannis. Like, they have guys to step up and play good ball, and they've had it. But it's just – I think he's the scariest dude we've seen in a long time since LeBron. Yeah. You're right. Um, so, I mean, I'm saying Giannis without a doubt. For the second guy. Give me three from the East. Stim from the East. Three from the East, I'm going Giannis. JT and Joel. I'm not going Joel. No. I'm going going Donovan Mitchell. Wow. I like that one. I mean, he's a. I mean, a lot of people don't think they can. Now, granted, they're going to have to get past someone in the second, and his name's Giannis. So, I don't know. But. You know, I think he's going to be a dog this postseason. 
they've ri- they've been riding on his back all regular season. Without him, they're not the same team. Obviously, I think he's made the biggest impact out of all off-season moves 100%. this past season, without he, a doubt. I mean, he's just meshed so. And they have a perfect team. team around him. Yeah. And I think you know he's been in the playoffs a bunch. I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs. He's like Tatum in that aspect. They've never missed the playoffs. I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. But I don't know. I think he's going to be a dog. And I think, me personally, I know I brought up quickly, but I think if the Knicks beat the Cavs, it'll be because of Jalen Brunson. I think if the Knicks beat the Cavs, it'll be Donovan Mitchell not playing well. Yeah, and that too. Um, Because Donovan Mitchell's giving you 35. The Knicks are not winning. I I I think the Cavs get it done. I got a little scared, but then I get it. Randall's going to be healthy by the time the playoffs start. I don't think it'll be 100%, but I think he's playing. Um, yeah, I mean, of course he is. He should. I mean, if you can't go, you can't go. Like, I get injuries. He sprained his ankle. He's a big boy. Yeah. But it also just made me realize that, you know, Cavs have been playing great ball this year, and they're fantastic at home. They're one of the best in the league at home. Oh, I know. The record is they're like thirty and eleven or something. Thirty one and ten. Yeah. Only people better in the league are four Bucks. teams. It's Bucks, Celtics, Nuggets, Grizzlies. Yeah. That's it. So top five in the league at home. Not It'll great on the road. I, I mean, not great on the road, but home court advantage. Yeah. That's why I thought it mattered. That'll be really interesting. I'm excited for that. I mean, anything else you want to talk about in hoops before I mean I I want to talk about the mock, or I know you have some things I think you want to talk about in the NFL. Not because really. I just want to talk about football, man. I miss it. Yeah, I know you do, and we all do. And I'm ready to get back into fantasy, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're getting a little off topic, but that's how our show be. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> For 18 mil. For 18 million, 15 million guaranteed. That's outrageous. For, I mean... He was a tremendous player when he was obviously hitting at his peak. When he didn't, before he tore his ACL twice. Yeah. <laughs> twice. Yeah. He's 31, two torn ACLs, and he's one of the highest paid receivers in the league. So what do you think about that for the Ravens? I don't. Because I. I know Lamar and him were partying, whatever. I don't think. I just. Go ahead, get spit it out. I know what you're trying to say. I th- might agree with you. I don't think it changes Lamar's. Status. It's like, it's fuck the Ravens. Like, well, I wouldn't say that. You don't, you think that he wants to be in Baltimore? Lamar? Yeah. Because he requested a trade. I believe that he's requested a trade, but you know who else has requested a trade? Different sport, but it got, you know, like KD. Like, those things happen. And it's always because they are not giving you what you want. But it's one guy, a 31 I know it's just one guy, but all he's ever been asking for is a, receiver to throw to and it's either that and he's going to end up staying and they're going to be one of the most talked about duos in the nfl just because of getting for odell five strictly weeks until odell's out for the season Hate yes to say it, yes <laughs> or they're just some of the best finessers in the league and they said you know they just what fleece the ravens and they just fleeced them and they said <laughs> you know what let's get you paid let's get you paid and then i'll figure out my situation later Tyler Huntley might be throwing you footballs, but we're getting you $18 million this season. What do you think about that? To potentially be out most of the year. So (laughs) I think it's one of two ways. But they, whatever it is, they definitely know what's going on. Because they're not, like, out here partying together after it's first being signed if they don't know exactly what's going. Like, if Odell thinks that Lamar's coming back and he doesn't come back, like, I think that'd be crazy. But I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't either. But it is big for the Lamar situation. Like, what happens with him? Does it make the Ravens a better team? Like, does it? I think it does. I think it does. He's been out of the game for a while. If he's been preparing to come back correctly the way he should be, he should be ready. It's like a Calvin Ridley situation. He only averaged 43 yards a season when he played for the Ravens. He was also playing with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who were very dominant at the time. I just, I don't see him coming in and winning them games. I don't think their record changes. Well, I mean, they've been up and down all of Lamar's career. I don't think they win football games this year either because he doesn't want to be there, unless some drastic thing changes. 
Yeah, you know, but if, if he doesn't want to be there, but he's boys with Odell, then it's just gonna be him slinging it to Odell all day. I don't and Mark I, Andrews. I just don't understand why you give a guy like that eighteen mil when you could give so many better free agents eighteen mil. Um, name some. What do you think? D Hop. Like trading for him? He's got a year left in his contract, I think. Maybe trading for him, but I like that. D-hop. I I think D Hop's better for sure. Right? You give D Hop eighteen mil, and I'm sure he'd take it. Yeah. I think he's on his decline a little bit. I don't think he's worth more than 18 mil. Do you? No. Yeah, I think he's coming down. At his age? Yeah. No. He's getting old. I mean, I love D-Hop. I'm a big fan of D-Hop. Yeah, D-Hop was the best receiver in the league for three years. Yeah. Uh, Say like Uh, one or two. Yeah. Say one, maybe two. Because, you know, like before him, with him, like Antonio Brown was running the league at one point. Like, yeah. that's the craziest thing to think about. Yeah, I mean, him. That's the most bizarre thing receiver-wise for me in the NFL. Like, it's just what could have been. Three to five years, that dude was tearing up the league. And now he just runs off the field at halftime or in the third quarter or whatever because he doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> well, he was injured. Did you hear the story? Like, or what he He said? was injured, and they wanted him to play through it. Yeah, I heard and about he didn't want to play through it because they were playing the goddamn Jets. Yeah. Like, probably wouldn't want to play through it either. I also saw a route he ran. I mean, unless the injury right happened it. mid-game. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Back yeah, fucked him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look hurt there to me. Like, if you can be dominating defenders like that in the NFL, I don't know. It's just sad, in my opinion. It's just sad. But then, yeah, Devontae Adams, you know, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Changed him. Yeah, seriously. But I don't know. I definitely think it impacted a little bit with the Lamar sweepstakes. I think I, but at the same time, I think the bigger picture people need to look at is when is that Rogers trade getting done? Yeah. <laughs> I think, like I've been saying, I think draft night's the deadline. The uh, Jets GM came out and said that they were still aiming to get Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Like recently. Yeah, no, I, I know that. I mean, I don't see why they'd stop pursuing. They're not going with Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that. They can't. They actually can't. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah they'll, lose, sure. they'll lose 13 games, 14 games. They got a team ready for Rodgers. They just got to pull the trigger and pay him. Who, who, who saw, it's definitely, but it's the Packers. They're the reason why the deal's not getting done because they want too much. He's making $50 million next season, regardless. Yeah. It's just what team is paying him that contract. I hope it's the Jets. <laughs> That'd be the best part about that. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's the Jets too, but at the same time, looking at it, a lot of people talk about who's to blame for all this, you know, delayment towards the process. Some people think it's Rogers. Some people think it's the Jets. I think it's the Packers. I think they're asking for too much. I don't think they can do that, though. I think that the contract just transfers. Um, no, nah, it's a trade. Is it? To trade, I thought he was—he's not a free agent. No, is he tagged, or is he? No, he's just on. He didn't have a player option after this year. Are you sure, dude? He's accepting his player contract. He's getting fifty million dollars. He's not not declining a fifty million dollar contract. Yearly cash is fifty nine million dollars for twenty twenty three. I mean, but it seems like there's a lot of moved around money here. Thirty one million dollar cap hit. But yearly cash is $59 million. Um, $14.5 million option. These are all bonus breakdowns. I see. Okay. He has a $14.5 million incentive, and he has a, but then he gets a $12.9 million signing bonus. So I guess he can decline it. That's interesting. NFL salaries are weird. Yeah, 2023 option bonus, $58 million guaranteed. Must be exercised between March 17th to week one. He's making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the most. It looks like he's. I know he's the highest paid quarterback. He's not a free agent until 25. Hmm. He has a potential out in end of 24, I think, if I'm reading this correctly. Two years. It might be the end of this season. Potential out 2024, or he can make two more years, $101 million. I don't know. It's crazy. I'd probably just stay in Green Bay and take my $100 mil and retire. What? I'm trying to win. 20, I guess. 
Rodgers. I'm trying to win, man. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, a name like that. I get, but when has he ever cared about winning? All he has ever cared about in the past couple of years is money. He has cared about winning. What do you? He's only cared about money. If he cared about winning, he wouldn't be making sixty million. <laughs> That's why they don't have a team. Around I just him feel like Green he's Bay. been deserved to get that money in Green Bay because of how talented he's been. I agree with that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because I think the deal gets done. It's just the Jets might have to pay a, a fee. If you know what I mean? Yeah. A fee, a big one. What was a big topic you wanted to get into? Anything? I don't really have a big topic. Unless you want to I talk mean, about the draft. I mean, we can go ahead and take a look at it. Mel Kuyper's most recent 4.0 mock draft, if we're checking out the mock, I mean, it's switched up. It's going. It has Bryce Young going number one, C.J. Stroud going number two. Craziest part about it isn't even that. It's the Titans trading up in his mock draft with the Cardinals to get Anthony Richardson at three. And then Will Levis going to the Colts at four. All four quarterbacks going with the first four picks. There's no chance that happens, right? No. I hope no not. No chance. I hope not because I don't want to see the Colts get a shitty quarterback. <laughs> and Will Levis? Yes. Yeah. I'd agree. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it's up to you what they choose to do. Maybe they see something in them. Uh, just to name, you know, Mel Kuyper also has Hen and Hooker going to the Seattle Seahawks at the 30th pick in their trade with Philly. So, I mean, that's something I'd honestly love to see. I know I know they're a team to keep an eye on to potentially get Anthony Richardson if he's at five. You know, I'm, I like Geno. And I think if you want to get a guy to build around, I don't know. I kind of think why not Hendon Hooker? Go get a stud defenseman um, or whatever piece you want to get, honestly, and then get one of those, a guy like Hendon Hooker late in the first. And you never know how the draft's going to go. Maybe Will Levis or Anthony Richardson are there. Probably no chance, but. I don't know. I don't see a lot in Will Levis, but I'm not a scout, so. Yeah. I just. I mean, what do you think these teams need? What do you think they should be doing? Because I think quarterbacks at one and two is the right call. Yeah. Um, I mean, one and two is going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't mean these are the top guys in the draft. Like, you know, I was talking about it. Seems like some people are really high on guys like Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Like, there's some great skill players out here in the field, and it'll just be interesting to see if these teams take that gamble at the quarterback position, which is it's always a gamble taking a quarterback, or taking maybe more of a safe pick in one of these top RBs, defensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, I think Bijan Robinson is the safest pick in the draft. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I think mean, he's going to come that. in and he's going to be a stud his rookie year. Just like, you know, he might not have as obviously as good of a season as like a Saquon, but yeah, I think he'll have like an 1,000 yard rushing season. He'll be a baller. I mean, I agree with you completely, but I, I think I have to go with like one of the two of like Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I just, I like that defensive position. Like, you know what these guys can provide. And, they, and they're kind of difference makers on the defensive end, in my opinion. I feel like just ability to get to the quarterback is just. I think Will Anderson is a bigger. He's going to be a bigger problem in the NFL than Jalen Carter will, because I think he's yeah, just I'm so cool much more that. versatile. He yes. can play two I positions. He's like a Michael I mean, Parsons, a linebacker, but he's not. He's a linebacker. But he can he can but be an, he can be an edge rusher. Yeah. Yeah, just like Micah For Parsons, sure. or yeah. like obviously he's not Micah Parsons. I I agree with you there in that. Now that you bring it up, you know the versatility plays linebacker, but can also play at the line. You know, Kuiper has him going six to the Lions. Yeah. Imagine that with Aiden Hutchinson, some of the other linebackers they got. The Lions could be really good. They're finally they got, starting to pull it oh together. My God, they, got they, fleeced, got fleeced. they got fleeced today. Update. <laughs> Lions traded cornerback Jeff Okuda, who went number three. three. <laughs> who went number three in the draft a couple years ago. He's going. He's getting shipped off to the Falcons for a fifth-round draft pick. Bag of um, chips. <laughs> or a bag Come of on, chips. Don't say that. <laughs> there's uh there's underdog stories in the fifth round, but yes. I mean, promising guy dealing with some injuries last year, but I think this guy's a real deal at the D B spot in my opinion. Dude, his ceiling is so high, he's just yeah. been hurt. I don't know. I mean, they got they made a couple moves uh this offseason getting a couple cornerbacks, but it surprises me moving a guy like that. I feel like you want to keep the potential you got going on the roster. Yeah. But, but how about that uh, Falcon secondary now? Yeah. 
Jesse Bates, Jeff Okuda. Uh, his, he's Atlanta cornerback. His last name is Terrell. Dog. I don't remember him. Dog. He's really. He's better than Jeff Okuda. So they got three of them. Those three guys are all really good. So. Josie Bates is safety, and then your two corners yeah. will be Okuda and Terrell. Okay. I think it's like AJ or something. Yeah, you're right. AJ Terrell. From Clemson? Or? He's a cornerback. I don't know. That's don't something know, we're going to have to look for out. another day when the draft looks. I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> oh, I keep. <laughs> I see what I'm doing. Yeah, AJ Terrell Jr., cornerback for the Falcons. He, he's young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. That is huge. No, they have a good secondary now. Their defense, big upgrade this offseason. Wow. So we'll see how the Falcons are in that division next year because that division's wide open. They suck. Unless, Dude, they all unless suck. the Saints get a quarterback somehow. Love to see him get Lamar. But That'll be really interesting to see. Can you imagine if Lamar had Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave? Yeah. It would be disgusting. Yeah, they would, but <laughs> they got their guy. Andy Dalton? Who's their guy? Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Derek Carr. I hate it. You hate it? Why? I'm, I just I think he'll be fine because he has great pieces around him. He's going to be good. But I just feel like they could have got a better player. Derek I feel like Carr they got a just like a absolute Walmart Drew Brees, man. Down to the I build. I know. Down That's to what the, they were talking about. Down too, to the I, build. I want a stud. I want to get. I want to get a top seven quarterback in the league today. Oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. That's what I want. I mean, they. If I got a team like that, some contracts like Michael Thomas is getting paid like eighteen million a year right now. He's yeah. not. But how much is Derek Carr making? Probably 40 or 35, dude. Probably a lot. I don't remember the exact number, but he got paid. He got paid. It's probably 40, 40, 35. Four-year, 150 million. Yeah. 100 guaranteed. It's like 35 million a year. That's a bag. It's a bag. It's great. It's what he wants. Yeah. Gets to live in New Orleans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that'll be interesting. Another thing, I mean... I'm going to start wrapping up the show here, but, you know, the Sean Payton with Russell Wilson combo. I think that'll definitely be something to keep an eye on. It's going to be dirty. See how Russ turns around his career. Because he's had a great career and then pooed the bed last season. Sour taste. Straight. Very. (laughs) Very. (laughs) God, for the receivers he had. I mean, when, oh, God, what's his dick? I don't want to fuck up his name. Javante Williams. Uh Uh-huh. He's a dog. He tore his ACL, but he's a yeah. dog. Okay, but he had more weapons around him. I mean, Sutton and Jerry Judy are just two to name. I mean, they had other guys too. You got to. He needs to have a better season this year. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye on as well, um, as we start to begin to talk a little bit more about the NFL um, in weeks to come. I mean, outside of that, I mean, I'm just looking forward to the NFL draft, and then it's playoff time for the NBA. I mean, I'm gonna do my best. I I like as you see, I'm NHL bringing in, starts. The I'm 18th. bringing in C's info. Um, NHL playoffs start as well. I mean, 18th. to me, that's just Bruins watch. I mean, they just had the best season in NHL history. Um, I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Um, see most that. wins in history. Wow. Um, they have a hell of a team. So to me, it's just gonna be all Bruins watch, or, along with teams you know like the Oilers with their all insane tandem. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, but also at the same time, like, the Oilers have been good for a couple of years, but they're finally starting to bring it together now. I think they finally got the the pieces they've needed from what I've been hearing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make a big shot. And then I got Bruins. I'm all Boston. It's that it's that time of the year. It's spring. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I tried to lay off them a little bit, this podcast, talk about the things that are current. But, you know, their time is now. And they're healthy. Two chips this this summer? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Two parades? I don't know. I'm just you we can manifest all we want. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it might be in the stars, possibly. 
Um, but, you know, Bruins finally got it together, and Boston is coming in healthy for the first time, I want to say, since 08. <laughs> I'm serious. It's bizarre. There's always something. But even Rob Williams is healthy. I mean, I guess if we're talking Jalen Brown, you know, cutting his hand on glass, cleaning up a broken vase, um, that's something. Um, that pisses me off seeing that. But You really think that's what happened? That is what, that's what he said. Yeah, but... Do you think he'd lie? What if it was like a domestic abuse thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I feel like the doctors would know what they were stitching up. Like, you know, they're smart nowadays. They know Maybe, what stuff comes from. You know, what if wife threw a vase at him, broken glass? He doesn't have her, a wife. it up. He's single from my open. knowledge. He's single. Oh, okay. Well, then he's good. From my knowledge. I guess the story I mean, I, I think he messes around with out. girls, but... I guess it checks out. Seems like a good dude. Head. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> He's a guy we want to keep around for a long time, but he should be good to go. So <laughs> that's why we're going to be hundred percent. But outside of that, I mean, we're going to deep dive into the playoffs. Once we're, you know, f- in full swing next week, I'm going to be keeping up with the draft as that's right around the corner. Um, I want to say the draft is end of the month, right, Ben? Yeah. You know, the date last weekend of April, I want to say like the 28th, 29th. Yeah. Somewhere, um, around, some, there. somewhere around there. So well, it's two days. Saturday. We're going to be, we're going to be keeping ties with that. Um, outside of that, you know, we'll see you guys next week when we're in full playoff swing. Outside of that, enjoy the rest of your week, and thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.